154. Archer. Hold this, Amelia said, shoving the bow into Rain's hands. He stumbled slightly, having overcompensated for the weight. The weapon was heavy, but not that heavy. Adamant only had about ten times the density of iron. Rain snorted. Only. <laughs> In design, if not material, the bow was similar to the one Shenna had made for Haynes. It had a recurved shape and was about the same height as Amelia when strung. The bow's limbs ended in sharply pointed tips, vaguely reminiscent of spearheads, but other than that it was unornamented. Adamant was slightly lighter in colour than dark steel, but it had significantly less luster, even when polished. The bow didn't exactly drink in the light or anything, but it still looked cold rule. You said you prefer a back quiver, so that is the one you will draw from, Tallheart said, speaking to Amelia as he offered her a second quiver. This one goes on your hip. It is for storage only, and should be hung to keep the arrows out of the way. Only for easy access. Hmm. Transfer the ones I gave you. I know what I'm doing, Amelia said, strapping the second quiver to her belt, then reached over her shoulder to transfer the arrows. As she did this, Rain noted that while the arrow shafts and fins were all adamant, the arrow heads were made of different metals, and came in different shapes. After Amelia transferred the last arrow, she didn't stop. She simply reached over her shoulder again, her fingers grasping for the empty quiver and an arrow popped into existence to meet them. She drew it smoothly, revealing the tip to be an adamant broadhead. Rain nodded to himself. Ah, endless quiver. He watched as Amelia drew yet again. This time the arrow came out with a reddish arrowhead. Heat copper, unless Rain missed his guess. Hmm, good, Tallheart said. I am impressed. Don't be, Amelia said as arrows started appearing in the quiver on her back, one per second, though she wasn't moving to draw them. I've been an archer before, remember? Tallheart's eyebrows rose slowly as he watched the quiver continue to fill with arrows. Now I am very impressed. However, you should not... Duplicate more than one type at once? Amelia interrupted. I told you I know what I'm doing. She jerked her head over her shoulder. Those are all plain adamant. She reached over her shoulder and drew one, showing him the tip before moving it to her other hand. When she drew again, the next arrow materialized half-drawn. She smiled, holding it out to show him the bluish cold tin head. If I need a special one, I can just make it. If I'm going to need a bunch of a specific kind, I can just draw the ones I made earlier. Faster that way. Tohart crossed his arms. How long did you say you were an archer? Just a few months, Amelia said, jabbing arrows into the ground one by one, so they formed a line in front of her. Hmm, Tohart rumbled. If I did not trust you, 
I would call that a lie. Rain laughed, clapping Amelia on the back with a loud clang. She smiled at him. Bo, please? Rain passed the weapon to her and watched as she pulled lightly on the woven adamant cable that served as its string. The metal limbs flexed easily, belying the amount of force she had to be using. There wasn't even so much as a creak. How's the draw? Rain asked. Amelia set her feet, then pulled the string back to her ear, aiming off into the distance without an arrow knocked. She let off the tension gradually, then pulled back again before glancing at Rain. About twice as heavy as the training bows, I think. Without strong draw, of course. That light? Rain asked, turning to Torhart. Why didn't... The bow is designed for durability, not power, Torhart said. The outer layer is unenchanted adamant. Nothing can be added to a deepened metal without Grand Tell or Grand Christs. You know this. Yeah, but... Rain began. Torhart held up a hand. There is an inner layer of force steel outside the core. It holds the durability and hardness enchantments. They are as strong as I could make them with the materials that I have. Rain frowned. You couldn't put them on the core? Valis is ill-suited for such runes. The core bears lightness, flexibility, mana capacitance, arcane regeneration, and binding. I see, Rain said, scratching at his beard. Binding, huh? That reminds me, can you bind an item to more than one person? I doubt I'll ever need to use the bow, but it would be nice to be able to see its stats. Tolhart shook his head. Multiple binding is possible, but I do not have the required skill. Rain clicked his tongue. Damn. Suddenly, Amelia snorted, and her shoulders began to quake with laughter. What? Rain asked, looking at her. I just got it, she said, waving at him. Clever, Tolhart. Hmm, Tolhart said. Lily always insisted. Someone want to fill me in? Rain said, smiling uncertainly. Debo's name, Amelia said, still chuckling. Irony. Rain thought for a moment, then smiled. Adamant unbending was the Empire's motto. It was true enough. A bow of the pure metal would have been so rigid as to be completely useless. It wasn't a matter of the draw weight being too high. It would simply break before it bent. Adamant could be alloyed and tempered, kind of, but not enough to make it flex like spring steel. His expression became sombre as he considered why, exactly, Lily would have insisted on that name. Irony. Fitting. Okay, here we go, Amelia said, selecting an adamant-tipped arrow from those in front of her and knocking it. She drew, paused for only a heartbeat to aim before she loosed. There was a powerful thrum as the bowstring sliced through the air, then a heavy thunk as the arrow struck its target. 
Rain looked to see it sunk almost to the fletchings in one of the enormous trees at the edge of the clearing. He tilted his head. Can you call it fletching if the fins are made of metal? It be tie, Amelia said, selecting another arrow from in front of her. I was aiming for that knot, but I compensated too much for the drop. Her second arrow struck just below the first, still a good meter above her target. Hmm, she said, continuing. She didn't stop until she'd used all the arrows she'd arrayed in front of her, save the two special ones. By then, she had her aim dialed in, the last few arrows striking the knot practically one atop the other. A few months, she says, Torhot said with a harumph of disbelief. Rain grinned. And now this one, Amelia said, laughter in her voice as she readied the arrow with the heat copper tip. The bowstring thrummed with her release, just as before. This time, however, the thunk of impact was drowned by the boom of an explosion. Rain squinted, blinking away the afterimage to see that the tree remained largely undamaged. The heat-resistant bark was barely even scorched. He turned to Tallhard. How much damage does the enchantment do? Arrows aren't bound, Amelia said, plucking the remaining arrow from the ground and handing it to Rain. See for yourself. Rain blinked, taking it. He then circulated his manor, sending a stream of it across the arrow in his hand. The system spawned a window in response. Ice bolt arrow. Durability 403 of 403. Hardness 1,402. Materials. Adamant. Cold tin. Impact triggered ice bolt rune complex. 400 cold damage on impact. 10 MP per activation. Compacted mana reservoir rune. 10 out of 10 MP. Huh? Rain said. I need to get my interface to show me sharpness. He looked up at Tallhot. Aren't you worried about these falling into the wrong hands? I am, um, Tallhot said, his tone matter of fact. Rain touched the arrowhead lightly with an armored finger. It's like a loaded gun. How hard does an impact have to be for this to trigger? He shook his head, taking his finger away. Did you leave them unbound so they aren't as expensive to duplicate? No, wait. Binding doesn't have a mana cost. Rain frowned. Does adding tell increase the... Tallheart grunted, interrupting him and gesturing to Amelia. A binding rune would block activation outside of the domain of her soul. It would make the arrow into a dagger. An ineffective dagger. Oh. Rain looked back at the arrow. Wow, it really works like that? That sucks. Now, hang on, Amelia said. All the good haven-held arrows are bound. They make you pay extra if you want them not to be, or to be rechargeable for that matter, she spat. Bastards. Rain smiled. <laughs> Tallheart said. This may surprise you, but I do not have every skill that there is. Never enough skill points, right? Rain said, smiling in commiseration. Tallheart inclined his head. Indeed. Don't worry, Amelia said, taking the arrow back from Rain. I'm not going to just 
leave these lying around. Not even the copies. If I thought that you would, I would not have made them, Tilhart replied, watching as she aimed. The arrow struck the tree, detonating on impact in a flurry of snow. When it cleared, large cracks became visible in the bark, spreading from the impact site where the arrow remained lodged. Hmm, time for a real test, Amelia said, drawing a fresh arrow with a heat copper tip. A firebolt arrow buffed with fire arrow, using both strong draw and seeker shot. She raised the bow, knocking the arrow in the same motion. The arrow had burst into flame as she drew back, and when she loosed, the thrum of the bowstring was louder than before. The flaming missile flew unerringly for the tree, seeker shot easily compensating for any disruption caused by the manner surrounding the metal. Rain looked away just before the detonation rocked the clearing. When he looked back, he saw that the bark near the impact had been blasted away. The wood below was splintered to a pulp and only a few arrows remaining, sticking out at odd angles, the rest having fallen free. Not bad, Amelia said. Rain looked up at the sky, calculating. She still has fire affinity and heat mastery, so that's four times. Arrow affinity makes that eight times. Fire arrow has 146 base heat damage plus 400 from the arrow. Assuming it's like the other one, so 546 times eight is... No, wait, empowered main hand. He glanced at Amelia. Did you rank up empowered main hand since this morning? Still rank one, Amelia said. Hopefully these arrows will get me some decent experience. Can you say again how lucky it was that I found a substitute for the prerequisite? I was thinking I'd have to spend the next week wearing enchanted iron underwear. That would not have been fun. Rain snorted. I suppose it wouldn't be that comfortable, but... He grinned, wiggling his eyebrows at her. I wouldn't have minded seeing it. Hey, Tallheart, do you think you can make... I can hurt you. Amelia interrupted. Rain broke, laughing. Kidding, kidding. Mostly. Me too, Amelia said, smiling as well. She paused, tilting her head and giving Rain an appraising look. Actually, Tallheart, maybe you could make something for him instead. Her mouth split into a lecherous grin, and she licked her lips. The less it covers, the better. Hey now. Rain said, smiling and raising his hands, fighting not to blush. We're supposed to be staying focused. Damn it, I started it. Play it cool, play it cool. Uh-huh, Amelia said, dropping her exaggerated expression. Since when do you stay focused on anything? Tallheart snorted. I have never seen him do so. Hmm. And if you wish for exciting underwear... You can ask someone else. I am no expert. Oh? Amelia asked, turning to face him. You never made anything like that for Lily? How did she rank up the skill? Enchanted underwear may be purchased, Torhart said, his face as still as a pond. There are a surprising number of options.
I meant merely that I am not specialized in its creation. Not that I am unfamiliar with its, hmm, merits. That reminds me, Tallheart, Amelia said, tapping her chin. What do you have on under there? Rain breathed in sharply, mortified. Amelia! Amelia laughed, pointing at Rain's face. Got him. Look, he's like a woolly tomato. Too easy. Hmm, Tallheart rumbled, clearly complicit and just as amused as she was. Rain sighed, looking down. Damn it, so much for playing it cool. Dozer, of course, chose that moment to chime in. Filth! Rain didn't bother to arrest his fall, simply letting himself smash helmet first into the dirt. He was just too tired to care. His force resistance meant he didn't need to have the slightest fear of the uncontrolled impact. After a moment of lying there like that, he grunted in annoyance, then laboriously rolled himself over so he was staring up at the moss-covered ceiling. A few grains of dirt fell through his visor to land on his face, but a flick of Purify wiped them away. His body was exhausted, stricken by a bone-deep weariness that made every motion a struggle. His stamina was full, that was no help, given that the root of the issue was soul strain. Mentally, he was fine. That was good, as he finally had a chance to get some work done. It was still early in the afternoon, and he'd likely have the rest of the day to himself. Tallheart was busy working, while Amelia was off in the jungle hunting monsters, and would be for some time. She is just ridiculous. I should be out there with her, but she's right. I'd just slow her down. Rain sighed, summoning his notes on Amelia's build. Heavy armor. Dump mountain stance. Get heavy armor to five. Take thickened plate. Take hardened plate. Get either plate skill to five. Take HRE. Sub either plate. Get heavy armor to ten. Take deep plate. Dump heavy armor. Take shock arrow. Restore fire arrow. Restore ice arrow. Take other arrows. Restore arrow affinity. Dump arrows. Keep fire plus four more. Rank arrows to 50 total. Take arrow synergy. Get arrow synergy to 10. Take prismatic arrow. Dump arrow synergy. Dump arrows except fire. Take deep durability. Take deep hardness. Restore tough fabric, light armor. Take main hand, sub tough. Take off hand, sub heavy. Take amulet, sub heavy. Take armor, sub tough or heavy. Dump tough fabric. Get main hand, off hand, amulet to five. Take rings. Get amulet to ten. Take smell bound item, sub amulet. Get smell to five. Take repair bound item. Take recharge bound item. Dump smell. Haha, <laughs> I'm a child. Get repair recharge to ten. Take equipment mastery. Dump repair. Dump recharge. Restore drilling shot. Restore seeker shot. Restore hardened arrows. 
Restore sharpened arrowheads. Dump hardened arrowheads. Restore strong draw. Restore piercing shot. Restore endless quiver. Take sniper shot. Take bleeder shot. Take multi shot. Rank shots to 60 total. Take stacked shot. Additional. Keep healing word. Keep air walk. Keep fire affinity. Keep heat mastery. Keep chanting. Take spring. Take channel mastery. Take energy well. Dump spring. Dump other stuff. Purify. Current skills. Thicken plate 7. Harden plate 7. Heavy resistance enhancement. 1. Deep plate 1. Shock arrow 8. Fire arrow 10. Ice arrow 10. Stygian arrow 1. Stone arrow 1. Arrow affinity 2. Deep durability 2. Deep hardness 2. Empowered main hand 1. Empowered offhand 1. Empowered amulet 1. Empowered armor 1. Drilling shot 10. Seeker shot 10. Sharpened arrowheads 10. Strong draw 10. Piercing shot 3. Endless quiver 6. Healing word 10. Air walk 10. Fire affinity 10. Heat mastery 10. Chanting 10. Channel mastery 10. Energy well 7. Mana manipulation 10. Message 10. Purify 10. Current arrow ranks 30. Current shot ranks 23. With a Herculean effort, Rain raised his hands and summoned a keyboard. His tired arms screamed in protest at the motion, but his spreadsheet program tended to crash any time he tried to edit anything directly. Working shakily with trembling fingers, he began updating the listed skill ranks. Amelia's shock arrow was now at ten, and her other arrow skills were on the way. Those were the present bottleneck, and thus the primary focus of her training. Rain was done with Arcane Ward, but Amelia wouldn't be able to get rid of Shock Arrow until she unlocked Arrow Synergy. She'd said she would be there by this time tomorrow. Rain smiled, letting his hands fall as he reviewed the updated numbers. Amelia seemed to be experiencing less soul strain with each passing day, corresponding to her improving synchronization. She'd started way ahead of him on the physical side of things, only her recent abuse of stack accolades seeming to put a limit on how much stamina she was able to spend. That effect was already subsiding, or at least she was better at hiding her fatigue. She was eating more too, which made Rain feel a little better about his own condition. He wanted to improve his synchronization across the board, and he had the accolades to do it, but he couldn't use them without risking more side effects. Without them, the only reason he'd been able to keep up with Amelia at all physically was by being more willing to work himself to uselessness. Amelia was holding herself back out of necessity. Her strength, as well as Tallheart's, was required to keep them safe. Rain, as much as he didn't want to admit it, was still just along for the ride. What did it matter if he couldn't move his arms? It wouldn't make a difference against any genuine threat. Not that there'd been any of those in the past few days. They hadn't seen a single hubbubba since the injured one, and nothing nasty had come up from below either. Rain had sensed a few 
unidentified monsters on the one occasion when they'd ventured back into the cave to check, but they hadn't gone down to learn more. As much as they needed arcane crisps, they weren't ready. Fortunately, it looked like it wasn't going to take as long for them to prepare as Rain had anticipated, and Amelia's rapid progress was why. She's been using energy well all morning, and she's charged dozer knows how many arrows with mana, yet she claims she doesn't even have a headache. Liar, he chuckled. Damn, what a pair of vows we make. His smile faded as he considered the underlying reasons for her recent behavior. Then sighed. She has to stop beating herself up over losing to the Crimson Swords. It's great that she's been so driven lately, but it's not healthy. It wasn't a fair fight. She had no way to know about their accolades. Hell, or their equipment. Shit, their equipment. Rain sighed again. Worry, worry, worry. That's all I do. Vanna knows not to let anyone touch that stuff until we're back even if it's become unbound already. Nobody should know that but her. She has it under control. It'll be fine. Damn it, Rain muttered, dismissing his interface and rolling himself over, dragging himself into range of his pack. He rooted around until he found a small cloth bundle tucked safely into an inner pouch. He undid the clasp, holding the fabric closed then let it roll out along the ground, revealing five accolades sewn into pockets. The text describing their properties was visible, meaning that they were bound. The binding wasn't to him, however. Three of them were linked instead to Vanna, and one apiece to Jameis and Samson, all unbeknownst to the others. This was Rain's emergency messaging system. At present, it appeared that there was no emergency. Rain sighed, rolling the bundle back up and tucking it away. Vanna, Jameis, and Samson each had a bundle like it, though theirs only held a single accolade each. The messaging was rudimentary by necessity. Rain's idea of painting text on the back of an accolade hadn't worked, and thus there was only a single bit of information you could send per plate. Summoning it was one, and unbinding it was a zero. Each of the five accolades in Rain's keep had an agreed-upon meaning for each action, as did those he'd left on the surface. In Rain's case, if he were to summon one of the plates bound to him, its keeper would know that he was coming back. If he were to unbind it, they'd know that he wasn't. Rain shook his head slowly, then pinged with detection. The scan came back clean. Tallheart was still hammering away at his anvil. Amelia was out of range. He sighed, forcing himself to relax. Worry, worry, worry. His concern for her wasn't based on anything rational. Her resistances were a bit low without any skills boosting them, true. But Rain had forced her to take all of the resistance accolades that were worth a damn. Plus, those related to stamina and mana. He'd have given her the health-boosting plates as well, but she'd put her foot down. She had the iron armor to protect her, she said, and she wasn't exactly wrong. Crappy as it was, it was still stupidly thick. Her still-growing mastery of airwalk also meant she wouldn't be getting hit in the first place. 
The only real threat would be something on the level of the Hababa Shaman King. But such a thing wasn't likely to be out there. Even if it was, she could simply run or send them a message to alert them to the danger. Rain snorted. Danger? No, she's not in danger. She is the danger. She is the one who knocks. He let himself fall back to the ground with a sigh. His smile faded. I miss TV. Closing his eyes, he turned his focus inward. It was time to reap the results of his own training. Setting his training dialogue to trigger in 15 minutes, he calmed his thoughts. This would be his last chance to see the level up process for a while, as he was currently level 23, going to level 24. His attempts to slow down his progress had been laughably ineffective. He was well aware that he had a mana abuse problem. However, he had at least managed to gather a little data along the way. He'd seen the levelling process from within his soul five times now. One of those times even being in response to a monster kill. That experiment had taken a bit of doing, but unfortunately, the result hadn't been very enlightening. This time would be the sixth, and his hopes weren't high that he'd learn anything new. Due diligence demanded that he try, however. Within three minutes, Rain was inside his soul, the process almost automatic at this point. As usual, he found himself in his core, then switched quickly to Sneck, finding the serpentine avatar adrift in a sea of rage. Damn, Dozer spat him out. Hey, Dozer, didn't I tell you to keep Sneck with you? Rain King, Dozer replied, happy surprise filling the link, along with a hefty dose of fatigue. Yes, hello, Rain sent along with the feeling of a smile. Come on back to the bastion, Dozer. It's time for you to rest. No, Dozer sent, his tone almost petulant. Dozer, you come back here this instant, or I'm never letting you out there again. Uh, did, did he just send me an ellipsis? How in the... Incredulous. Rain flicked out his tongue, but retracted it immediately upon tasting the battery acid burn of the chaos. Feeling the need to rub at his eyes, he switched away from Snack and into his latest avatar, which he dubbed Stumps. A human was much more complicated to sculpt than a snake, surprising no one. Stubbs had a face and the correct number of limbs, but that was about where the resemblance ended. Fingers had proven a challenge. The trouble was the bones. Stubbs didn't have any of those as of yet. What he did have was a round head like a cue ball, complete with a pair of magnificent cookie monster eyes and a slash for a mouth. Rain was no Michelangelo. He just wanted to have a shape close enough to human so he could emote properly. Needless to say, it was a work in progress. Rain blinked his googly eyes, then stretched, reveling in the motion. It felt, well, not right, but at least free from soul strain. Swinging his arms to reacclimate himself, Rain sighed. So much for a snack, I guess. I'm surprised he hasn't dissolved out there. Getting him back is going to suck. I'll have to wait until... Okay, coming! Doza, good! Rain smiled, 
then poured approval through the link. Good boy, Dozer. I'll see you in a few minutes. He let the link subside as Dozer rejoiced at being praised. Knowing better than to ask the slime to pick up Snack on the way, Dozer had listened, and that was enough of a victory for the moment. Rain planted his hands on his hips and looked around, finding himself with a few minutes to kill. The bastion was still split by a green plain, looking like an island in the chaos with the glass and adamant dome above. Littered about were various bits of sculpted essence. Some were failed experiments, others merely incomplete ones, as was the case with stumps. Most notably, there was the skeleton of the airship, not even close to finished. Rain's core was there too, protected by a second geodesic sphere, forming what Rain dubbed his core room. It was a bastion in miniature, presently fogged by mist and glowing diffusely with the blue light of his core. The structure was embedded in the ground at the exact centre of the bastion, locked into place by the wireframe trunk of a gargantuan tree. The tree's adamant branches spread as it rose to meet the dome, bracing it from below, with the ground providing stability in the other direction. Rain had been able to remove much of the former scaffolding, freeing up the space and making things look a bit more organic. He was much less concerned about the fragility of the structure now, so leaving the essence as glass didn't bother him. As the amount of essence under his control had grown, so too had his confidence in its strength. He'd also found that if he left it clear, it was transparent to both his physical senses as well as his immaterial ones. That was important, as it let him keep the fog contained without cutting off his view of the bastion's interior. Below the ground, the setup was much the same. With a bit of effort, Rain had convinced gravity to pull in the opposite direction down there. Dozer's room was directly beneath his feet, upside down from Rain's current perspective. There was no passage through the two hemispheres, but Rain could see into both from his core room, even through the fog. Rain ran a stump over his bald head, fighting back a sigh. By his latest reckoning, the bastion now contained around 120,000 essence in total, with Dozer pulling in about 30,000 more each day. While that sounded great compared to the 10,000 essence Rain had started with, it really was just a drop in the bucket. As far as he knew, the ratio of essence to experience was at least 1,000 to 1, though that number was incredibly suspect. It had come from a single observation about Dozer's size, and it assumed that essence and experience were related in the first place. The problem was that Rain had yet to find anything that contradicted it. The Bastion's size, for example, was nothing compared to the overall size of his soul. He'd yet to encounter his paling, hence the airship. Once it was done, he'd planned to set sail to see just how much chaos was out there. Anyway, taking the 1,000 to 1 ratio at face value, Rain projected that his soul would have a total mass measurable in units of mega essence, or mess for short. Rain snorted. Oh, dozer. He shook his head, lamenting the futility of explaining the joke in a way that the slime would understand. 
The number, realistically, wasn't even in mess anyway. But guess. Geiger essence. That was a long road. If rain tallied his class experience, it came out to just under 350 MESS. That wasn't what his status window displayed, however. By default, the system included the experience he'd spent unlocking skill trees, making the number a staggering 1.9 guess. Even that wasn't the end, however. If he included his skill experience in the sum, the number shot up to 2.5 guess. If left to his own devices, Dozer would finish purifying all of that in about 83,333 days, or about 236 years, according to the local calendar. Rain would have rubbed at the bridge of his nose if Stumps had had one. I need to find some way to automate the process. The Bastion shuddered suddenly as Dozer collided with the airlock, jarring Rain from his contemplation. Switching to his core, he looked up, then flickered pink with amusement as he saw the problem. Dozer, you have to spit it out, otherwise you'll never fit through the door. Huh? Dozer, drop it. Drop the essence. It took a little back and forth, but Rain managed to get the slime inside the bastion without giving himself too much of a headache. Just in time, too. Seconds after sealing the airlock, he felt the pressure of the level up set in. He sent Dozer a hasty warning, then muted the link, not wanting any distractions. Here we go. As it had every time before, Essence swept in from the sea of chaos, passing straight through the outer wall of the bastion and then through the walls of his core room. The fog thickened around Rain's core, condensing to liquid and blocking his view as the pressure built. Rain felt himself being squeezed, the Essence flowing into him. And then, it was over. Damn. Rain flicked back into Stumps, who had been smooshed against the core room's wall by the pressure, then sighed painfully. Nothing new. It was the same as last time. He got up, starting to repair himself as he reopened the link to Dozer. It appeared the warning had done a world of good, as the slime hadn't panicked quite so badly this time. Instead, by the time Rain finished repairing stumps, Dozer had found his bed and fallen asleep. Oh, to be a slime. Rain sighed, looking around at the tumbled wreckage of his experiments. The half-constructed airship, at least, hadn't broken free of its moorings. I'll clean up in a minute. Willing himself back into his real body, Rain groaned as feebleness washed over him. Without moving, he summoned his interface then scrolled through the skill catalogue until he found Suppression, now available for purchase. He brought the skill immediately, then invested his skill points into Clarity. That's that, I suppose. I'll test it once Amelia's back. Setting a marker, he summoned his progress report. Progression Tracker, 0.6.3. Marker 1, Dawn 19. 24th Fallow. Marker 2, Dusk 24. 27th fellow, span 3.3 days, character, level 19 to 24, plus 5, general experience earned, health use 202, stamina use 2069, mana use 149,152, combat 45,697, 
Skills Arcane Ward 0 to 10 plus 10 Radiance 0 to 6 plus 6 Shroud 0 to 4 Chemical Ward 0 to 1 Mental Ward 0 to 1 Suppression 0 to 1 Tolerance Strength 48 to 50 Recovery 35 to 38 Endurance 23 to 30 Vigor 47 to 56 Attribute Buff 182 to 188 Speed 1 to 2 Synchronization Recovery 4.9 to 5.0 Endurance 4.0 to 4.4 Vigor 6.2 to 6.8 Focus 18.6 to 23.1 Clarity 203 to 250 Perception 8.5 to 8.6 Richmond Rain Stroudwater Class Dynamo Level 24, Cap 24. Experience 33,428 of 55,250. Total 1,940,171. Vitals. Health 5,109 of 5,200. 680 per day. Stamina 879 of 880. 1,060 per day. Mana 8,850 of 8,850. 4.3 per second. Attributes, 208 of 188, Strength, 60, Recovery, 24, Endurance, 15, Vigor, 44.9, Focus, 23.1, Clarity, 250, Perception, 8.6, Speed, 9.4, Synchronization, Strength, 100%, Recovery, 50%, Endurance, 44%, Vigor, 68%, Focus, 46.2%, Clarity, 96.2%, Perception, 43%, Speed, 94%. Resistances, 1,940, question mark. Flat, heat, 593.4. Cold, 553.4. Light, 3.4. Dark, 3.4. Focus, 433.4. Arcane, 43.4. Chemical, 393.4. Mental, 3.4. Percentages, 0%. Accolades, the icy cellar, plus 3,000 health. The Halls of Corruption, plus 40 to focus. Badlands Heat Lair, 305938. Plus 30 heat resistance. Hoarfrost Labyrinth, plus 20 heat resistance. South Shore Rat Warren, plus 1000 health. Frost Hollow, plus 10 coal resistance. Everdeep Fortress, plus 10 perception. Total known skill trees. Tier 0, 144. Tier 1, 144. Tier 2, 144. Tier 3, 143. Tier 4, 0. Skills. Aura Metamagic. Tier 0. Amplify Aura, 10 out of 10. Extend Aura, 10 out of 10. Tier 1, Aura Focus, 10 out of 10. Aura Synergy, 10 out of 10. Tier 2, Aura IFF, 10 out of 10. Tier 3, Aura Compression, 10 out of 10. Defensive Auras. Tier 1, Arcane Ward, 10 out of 10. Chemical Ward, 1 out of 10. Experience, 0 out of 200. Mental Ward, 1 out of 10. Experience, 0 out of 200. Tier 2, Force Ward, 10 out of 10. Tier 3, Suppression, 1 out of 10. Experience, 0 out of 800. Magical Utility, Tier 0. Intrinsic Clarity, 10 out of 10. Intrinsic Focus, 10 out of 10. Tier 1, Channel Mastery, 10 out of 10. Mana Manipulation, 10 out of 10. Tier 2, Magical Synergy, 10 out of 10. Offensive Auras, Tier 0. Immolate, 10 out of 10. Refrigerate, 10 out of 10. Tier 1, Radiance, 6 out of 10. Experience, 1,519 out of 3,200. Shroud, 4 out of 10. 
Experience 229 of 1,400. Utility Auras. Tier 0, Purify, 10 out of 10. Winter, 10 out of 10. Tier 1, Detection, 10 out of 10. Essence Well, 10 out of 10. Velocity, 10 out of 10. Rain's interface vanished as he heaved a deep sigh. Damn cap, I'm so close. He gave himself a few seconds to wallow, then roughly shoved the useless thought aside before closing his eyes and turning his attention inward once more. None of that. There's still work to be done.